The Trinell Financial Group is an independent firm not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. All securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member FINRA SIPC. Investments are not FDIC and CUA insured. No Baker Credit Union guarantee may lose value. Welcome back to What Is Your Money Really For podcast. My name is Cody Braun and I am your host and I have with me today Tyler Braun. Welcome back, Tyler. Great glad, to be here. Glad Thank to have you. you here back on the show. Today, we're going to be talking about time horizons, this word that is used that sounds like horizon and time, and you're like, what the heck is that? But first, I want to say thank you for all of those who are joining us for the first time, and as well for all those who are coming back to learn some more information. we got a great show here for you today, so hang with us as we j- jump in here to time horizons. So, Tyler... First question, okay? We got to answer this question because I don't think a lot of people really realize or understand what is a time horizon. Well, I think the reason they don't understand it is it's different for everybody, right? The when you think about horizon, right? The horizon line, you're never truly getting to the horizon. It's constantly moving. Oh, I and, think of the rainbow, right? Well, and the pot of gold at the end and you try to chase it. Again, it's just constantly moving, right? It's the same thing if you're looking out of the ocean, you could Swim out in the ocean a mile and the horizon's still there. So it's constantly moving and evolving and changing. It's the same thing for the concept of time horizon in terms of retirement or in terms of your money. Um, You know, a lot of people, just as a general rule of thumb, they think, well, I'm I'm 40 years old and I want to retire at 60. So my time horizon is 20 years in that example, right? But you're not going to spend all your money the day you retire. Your money needs to last you till the day that you die. And that's, that's really the thought process behind it. So is the time horizon really, it's because if you, if based on what you just said, right, um, 40 to 60, 20 years, that is a time horizon that we will see, we will accomplish, you know, most of us, hopefully, uh, that we will see that, but in retirement, we don't know when we'll die. So is, is that the day of our death? the horizon that we're actually talking about or are thinking about? Well, let's, let's unpack it a little differently, right? So instead of thinking of one definitive time horizon for your goals, retirement is simply staggered time horizons. Okay. Now you're really going to confuse me. So <laughs> hey, we're trying to figure <laughs> so, out what this time horizon is. And now you're talking about staggering this horizon. So think about it. If you said, right, if you said I wanted to retire at 60, and I'm 40 years old, right? There is a goal that 20 years from now, you're going to stop working. That's a goal. That's one time horizon. But then what comes up is what's going to happen from 60 until let's say 65 when you want to turn social security on. That's another time horizon, right? From 60 to 65, what is your money going to provide you? What income sources do you have? And let's say you turn social security on at 65 and your spouse wants to turn their social security on at 70. What do you do from 65 till 70? That's another time horizon. And then if you have IRAs or pre-tax money, required minimum distribution would kick in at 70 and a half. That's when the IRS forces you to start taking distributions on that pre-tax money. So what's your next time horizon? And then if there's inflationary raises. So literally what it breaks down to is in retirement, it's when's my next paycheck going to come, right? You never want your paycheck to be smaller in retirement. You want it to go up because the cost of living goes higher. That's inflation. So it's just staggering those time horizons in a way that you can achieve your goal and always have that lifestyle that you're seeking. So it's multiple time horizons, not one big time horizon saying, well, I want to achieve this by 90. Got it. So you're looking at breaking down this term time horizons and staggered time horizons as looking at it as different events or ages that happen within your life 
and what are the things that you need to do up until that time frame Correct. and plan for to really make sure that you're putting together your best plan for your money to work most effectively and efficiently for you. Is that, yeah. is that accurate? Yeah. So a lot of, you know, you know, you, you think about it. I mean, a lot of people aren't so hungry. I could eat a horse, right? Or how do you eat an elephant? There's a term that's one out bite there. At a time, one I'm bite told. at a time. Never that's tried a, though. I haven't either. I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> uh, but ultimately one bite at a time, that's exactly what you're doing. You're taking baby steps to achieve that short term time horizon because you know, if you put the planning in, you say, well, I have a time horizon for these two years or I have a goal set for these five years, or I know this income is going to kick in at this age, right? All you're doing is putting the metrics in place that say, if I achieve all these smaller time horizon goals, that bigger picture that I'm trying to achieve, that long-term time horizon is going to work itself out. So it puts it in bite-sized pieces for you uh, where you're able to ingest that or able to take that in and achieve those goals rather than trying to tackle this enormous goal that says, I hope I have enough money by this, or I hope I don't run out of money by this age. Got it. So, right. So that it can be very complex because of the many different events or ages of when you want to accomplish things. And if you look at just the end from A to Z, so to say, it's overwhelming. It's, it's overwhelming. overwhelming. You get lost, but if you really break it down into these sections, it's very easy to follow. Manageable, that. exactly. So exactly. When what would you what would you suggest to people out there? Um, would you just do one at a time, or would you put a whole plan together and just break down all these different sections at one time, or just come in and meet? Let's tackle this section, and then once that's done, we'll focus on the next section. Well, well, what we typically do is we ask the question, and that's where the name came came from for the podcast. What is your money really for? So we are establishing what's truly important to you, and then we're putting time horizons or ages behind when you want to achieve these goals. So you're saying, I want to have, you know. X amount of income coming in per month by the time I'm 65. Well, we're putting that as a metric. And then from there, we can back out the math, right? What do you need to have in savings? What do you need to have in your retirement accounts? How much are you putting away to find out if you're on pace? And then from there, we can break that time horizon down shorter and say, well, you're 45. By the time you're 50, you need to achieve X amount. What percent return would you need to receive? What contribution do you need to make? So literally, you can break it down into a year-by-year basis to make sure you're on pace. And it's just baby steps into that goal. Because you know if you achieve your one-year goal, and then you achieve your two-year goal and your three-year goal, or if you're on pace, what do I need to do to catch up? And once you know that, you get to five years, you're on pace. It's not even a surprise to you anymore. So it, it's it's very, very manageable and not nearly as scary when you break it down to those smaller bite-sized pieces. Wow. You know, you mentioned the word math and then adding this and doing <laughs> this. We're getting all nerdy and, that, well, I and love all it, that right? stuff, right? I so, love that. So that's the, that's what we do. If they can only see you with your glasses and your calculator you walk around with all the time, right? Man. So what happens if somebody comes to you and they have – they're towards, towards or close to retirement – and maybe they haven't done all the things they needed to or missed some of the time horizons in their lives that has led them to this point. Like, what do they do? What happens then? Well, I think the, the biggest misconception that we run into, just to answer your question in a little bit different way, the biggest misconception that we run into is people think when they get to that retirement date, they need to become ultra, ultra conservative with all their money, right? And some people that might make sense, but not for everybody. Right. Because like I said earlier, you're not going to spend all your money that day that you retire. 
and inflation is going to continue to creep up, right? The cost of living will get higher. So there's a percentage of your portfolio that needs to compound and grow. So Hmm. when you're defining that or breaking that down, you have to combat that misconception and say, what am I going to draw income from now, right? That's going to help me with my livelihood for today. And what am I putting aside for tomorrow or for 10 years or 15 or 20 years down the road? Because that's how long your money needs to last you, right? So the income that you're, or the part of your portfolio you're going to draw income from, you'll be much more conservative with that money because that's paying your bills now. You can't have that volatility, that up and down uh, where you can't sleep at night because you're relying on that paycheck. But longer term, if you're not going to touch your money for 30 years, Right. Think back. If you're 30 years old and want to retire at 60, right, you're going to be aggressive. Right. You're 30 years old. You got 30 years till retirement. Well, when you're setting those time horizons, if you're not going to touch some of this money for another 25 or 30 years, you still need to remain aggressive with that or, you know, moderately aggressive for that long term growth to hedge inflation. And as it goes up, take the gains off the table and shift them to the more conservative bucket and that's how you give yourself raises so there's ways to build in that that inflationary protection that raises way. in retirement that's what we want so, right that's what we right, all want we want to make more money we're so used to saving and putting money away in our 401k saving for this time horizon which is what we call t- retirement right and what i hear you saying is you're not going to spend all that money the day you retire mm-hmm. and we got to plan for it differently correct so if i'm hearing you correctly there's actually almost two ways we need to, there's a fence. And on one side of the fence, it's like we're saving for this time horizon. Correct. And on the other side of the fence, we actually need to plan entirely differently than when we were on the other side of the fence. That's exactly right. It's almost like if you're saying, I want to retire at a certain age, that's your starting block. And then from there, it's every goal that you're achieving after that. When's the next income kicking in? When's my next raise? When's social security? When's my pension? When's all these what ifs occurring and then making everything fit in between? Hmm. And then it's 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 going back to what you said about understanding, hey, you're going to draw income from this to provide you a lifestyle, but then there's other money, which we're used to, you know, thinking, hey, we got to save this money. And you're saying, actually, you got to put that money to work. It needs to work for you. No question, right? You worked for 20 or 30 or 40 years. You need your money to do the same for you, right? So you don't want it to just put it under the mattress because, quite frankly, you're just going to lose money over time when inflation goes up. So it needs to be working just as hard as you were working while you were employed. Yeah, I love that. So really, we're putting our money to work pre-retirement by investing it or saving it, whatever we choose through a 401k, 403b, stocks, whatever that might yeah. look like to, yeah. to an individual. But let's, let's, let's take a step way back here because I'm sure we got uh, a variety of listeners that are tuning in here um, or maybe some that want to share this with their grandkids or their kids mm-hmm. where I know that when we sit down with people, a lot of times they'll tell us, man, I wish I would have known this 20 years, 30 years sooner to get started to put them in a totally different position. Yeah. So let's talk about that, right? Somebody who's, you know, gone in college or they're out in the workforce for the very first time in their 20s, right? What, What suggestions would you have for those people to build towards this idea of time horizons and retirement? Yep. So- just get started, right? That's step one. It's like a Band-Aid. Rip it off and just get started. A lot of people, 
we don't, it, as a society, we do not educate ourselves and our youth on finances near enough, right? There is a lack of education when it comes to finances, and that's just worldwide. So for a young investor, just get started. And the best advice I can give is invest enough to make yourself uncomfortable, right? Because if you're not willing to invest it now, right, you're going to get used to a lifestyle. And when you get more money, right, you'll have what's called lifestyle creep. Instead of saving more, mm, you spend more. Right. We get that first job. We get exactly. our first nice actual paycheck versus yep. paying it to school. We Ex make it. Exactly. And we go and buy that big, big 70-inch screen TV, that brand <laughs> I, new car. You know, I, I get that <laughs> two-bedroom apartment on my first home. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, you know, I don't I, have any money left. I slept on a futon for my first, you know, my first part of my career. So I didn't quite get the 70 inch TV, <laughs> but we'll go with that. Hey, so, so I didn't either. And I don't <laughs> encourage anybody to do that, but that's what you're saying. Those yeah, exactly. are the things, those wants exactly. that people are like, oh, I've always wanted that. Now I have some money to actually go and do that. No question. So, you know, if you don't start with something or start with a way where you're feeling that you're actually saving and get used to that lifestyle, you need to retrain yourself and you need to say, I need to put this away. It's in the background. You get used to the income that you have. So if you're a young investor, you're not used to getting a paycheck. Any paycheck is more than you got the previous two weeks, right? right? So if you're putting more away, you're used to it. When you get raises, if you got a 3% bump, and even if you increased your savings by one and a half percent, right? You're still doing something and compounding interest is a magical tool. The earlier you get started, the more money you're going to have in the long run. Good stuff. So just to give some a few concrete things of what you want to look at if you're in your 20s, right? Insurance is a, a thing you really want to look at. You want to protect yourself. You're going to be the way and the means of how you're going to bring money in. And if you get injured or something happens to you, you want to make sure that you're protected, right? So if that's auto, if that's health, uh, life, you, you need to really look at those types of things. Work on building your network, your network of people. Starting out in your career, it probably won't be your last career. It's just a means to the next step of where you want to grow to. And you really want to build your sphere of influence, the people that you're connected with, if you really want to grow. Uh, you want to make sure that you got your checking account, uh, you got a savings account in place, and you're started to contribute to a 401k or an RIA to get started is what IRA, you talked about. IRA. Yep. RIA. What did yep. I say? RIA. I, IRA. I'm mixing all up these, so these Any type these of letters. retirement vehicle you yes. want to be adding to. Um, just to get started, as Tyler talked about, that's really, really important. And uh, let's talk about the next time horizon, 20 to 30, right? So now we've had our first job, we're getting comfortable, we're mm -hmm. setting this lifestyle, we've gotten started, but now we're, you know, I've had a girlfriend for a long time, we got yeah. engaged, we're going to be having a wedding, maybe there's kids on the way, I'm purchasing yep. my first home, there's lots of stuff uh, that's in this next stage of life that's really, really important. What and it's you, an expensive stage, very it's a really expensive. expensive stage if you think about it. So you're building your base when you first get started, that's just what you talked about, getting your emergency fund in place. Place, starting the habits at a young age so you get used to it with that next time horizon if it's 20 to 30 or even 25 to 35 whatever the age is you really want to make sure you continue those habits make sure that even as income has increased because you're progressing in your career you're still putting money away you're still thinking long term you're looking at your goals and saying am I doing enough do I need to adjust this if you're going to be getting married there possibly are two income now and you need to make sure you're on the same page with your wife, with budgeting purposes, spending purposes, um, both putting money away. You know, one of the one of no, one of the number one leading causes of divorce is finances, right? So you right. need to have your 
your items in order and make sure you're both on the same page with what you're saving and what your goals are. But really what it's coming down to for that next time horizon is continuing those habits and then starting to build on them. Right. So as you have a family, you mentioned insurance, making sure you're insured enough to cover those expenses, Mm -hmm. making sure you're putting enough away for your long term goal, because if you're not doing it now, it only gets more expensive when those kids get older. Yeah, and more challenging, right? It's Absolutely. credit, right? I didn't mention credit. That's something, right? All paying, no Making sure you're paying your credit cards off and your rent payments and all that stuff because it builds your credit. And when it comes to these 20s and 30s, right, the better credit you have, the less expensive it is to yeah. borrow to afford the lifestyle that you're growing into. So that's really important. So great information. Let's go into the 30s and 40s up to that uh, early 50 age, Yeah. right? What does this look like, right? Your kids are getting older, you're probably crazy busy running around to different sports or activities that they're involved in. Um, you're getting ready for them to send them off to college, all kinds of stuff that's going on in life here well, at this age. Most people reach peak spending in that 40 to 50 range. So 30, you're building your career. 40, you're typically in that you know peak earning state. You're advancing, getting those promotions. So that's when income is coming in and that's when you need to make sure you're really socking it away and you're really saving what you can. And that's where we see people fall behind the eight ball is all these expenses creep up life happens. That's the term they Mm -hmm. use all the time. And it's just, oh, I didn't adjust. And then they'll come in when they're 50, 55 years old and say, I need to play catch up. And now we're saving a heck of a lot more or trying to sacrifice at that point, rather than just do those bite-sized pieces we talked about earlier, starting at a younger age. So if you think about it, if you started at, let's say 30 and you added an additional $400 a month to something, right? Sacrificed, added a little bit more to your 401k or whatever it is, that could be the difference of, you know, hitting your target of retiring at 60 versus not doing that and having to add, you know, a thousand a month or something that's just unobtainable for people starting at age 50 or 55. So, I mean, these are are big differences when you look at compounding math and it's just paying attention to those small details year over year to make sure you are still on your on, on track to hit the goal. Yeah, you're right. So basically we're, what we're, what I'm hearing you say is regardless, 20, 30s, 40s, 50s, right? All these principles apply regardless Correct. of what's, yeah. what stage of the life you're in. The numbers just change. The numbers it's just change. You started them earlier. Exactly. And compound interest, dollar cost averaging has longer time to build up and play exactly. to benefit you in the long run. Exactly right. So regardless where you're at in your life, right? If you're just starting out, you're getting that first paycheck to getting life more complex with kids and buying houses, um, marriage, all that stuff up until your kids are going off to college, you have more free time, maybe a little bit extra cash if you did a good job saving because the kids are the house, they're not eating out of house and home a little bit less, um, is when people try to catch up. And if you just have the principles in place from the start, you'll build up really good habits and put yourself in a great position by the time you reach that that time horizon of retirement. And then once that happens, oh boy, there's a whole new set of things that we need to get into, which we already talked about. Holy cow, where has the time went? We uh, need to wrap this up today here. And I just want to say thank you so much for all of you joining us. If you found this beneficial, if you would rate it or share it with others that you think this would benefit, we would be very grateful for that. Thank you for joining us here today. Tyler, thank you so much for the information that you shared. If you have any other questions, uh, seek some advice from an expert, a financial advisor, somebody who has done this and puts plans together. Everybody needs a plan, and I would highly encourage you to sit down and really think about what age do you want to retire, what is your current plan, and what are the habits that you have in place 
or need to tweak or change to continue to improve your situation. We want to impact a lot of people and change what's going on out there with people not having enough money to retire and stay comfy retired. So thank you again for being with us. We really appreciate it. And we will see you next time on What Is Your Money Really For? podcast. The Trinell Financial Group is an independent firm not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. All securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp member FINRA SIPC. Investments are not FDIC and CUA insured. No Baker Credit Union guarantee may lose value.